Hello, and welcome to Exploring Axon, a podcast where we discuss Axon Framework, Axon Server, and their ecosystem. I am your host and a software developer at Axonic, Sarah Tori. In the next two episodes, we will be listening to parts of a presentation that was given by our CTO, Alart Bowser, and some of our other colleagues at our conference in Amsterdam in September. Alart started the conversation by talking about our company and some of the things that have changed uh, within our team in the past couple of years. And after that, Milan Diankov talked about what our developer relations team has been up to in the past couple of years, talking about the, our Discuss platform, our academy, some of the ways that our community can get involved and communicate with us and the rest of the community members, as well as uh, where to find a lot of the educational materials, such as blogs. I hope you enjoy this part of the discussion. In the next portion of the talk, we will be listening to all our talking about our newest product. Axon Synapse. And also we will hear about what's been up with Axon Server and Axon Framework with their new releases and what's to come next. I hope you enjoy the first portion of this talk and let's have a listen. So in this supposedly annual conference, which for some obvious reasons we, we weren't able to, uh, to hold for about two years, we always do a sort of a state and future kind of talk. But I'm doing the state and future talk, and that was the title every time. And I, it was only now, after five years, I realized how crazy that title is. Who cares about the state of this business? Who cares about states in the first place? What we care about is the things that happened that led to the current state. So even I make that mistake all the time. I've been doing that for five years. So let's, let's go back and let's, let's go back to the things that have happened in these past two years. And that's why this is such an absurdly long session of an hour and 15 minutes. I will not be speaking for the entire time. There will be others, fortunately, as well. But let's look at what happened in, that, in, in those two years. And we, were, we are still a very diverse uh, group of people with 13 nationalities at that moment residing in seven countries. We've grown to 57 in those two years. We have a few extra nationalities. We, we counted 19. We might, might have lost one along the way, but it's, uh, it's, it's difficult to count nationalities, especially some people have double nationality, and etc. Um, but we are located in 13 countries now as well. So that's pretty, well, all over the place. And those 13 countries are mainly in Europe. We have some in the US. We have somebody in Mexico, um, uh, somebody in Egypt as well. So we're getting a, an interesting mix of, of people that have very different viewpoints. And that's very interesting when you have a discussion. You know, there's always people from, with a different point of view. But there is definitely one passion that binds us all. Right? And it's not a ring. It's food. But fortunately, given all the types of people that we have, there's one thing that really binds us all. If it's not food, it's probably the second thing, but still, we, we love to learn, right? And that is one of the reasons why we do this conference, is to tell you what we're doing so you can tell us if that's really stupid or smart or you like it or you don't, right? We are here because we would really like to have your feedback on the stuff that we're doing. So please let us know. 
Another thing that we always report on is the number of downloads, right? It's, it's those, the, the bragging numbers, right? Uh, how many downloads do you have? Well, we've got a lot of them. And we were extremely proud that we had a cumulative number of four and a half million downloads you know, two years ago. And this is always, there's always this moment. I don't know if, you, if any of you have published an open source project to Maven Central, but you get these statistics from Maven Central. And this is where those numbers come from. But for some reason, they, they only update somewhere around the second week of the month for the month before. And it's not a fixed date that they become available. So we're always anxious, like, OK, every day, just log in and see, are the numbers in yet? Right? It's, I think that's the most Texas message from our CEO to me. Are the numbers in yet? Right? No. But we are, we've been growing quite uh, substantially. And the, the pattern also changed. Um, and that's interesting. There's much more ups and downs, but if you see the, let's say, the bottom line, it's a, it's a pretty pretty heavy trend. But we have more than 12 million downloads by by now. And I have to say, occasionally, although a lot less than we used to get, the question is, does anyone use it in production? And to be honest, I don't know what those 12 and a half million downloads do. Right? I don't know. But I think by now we can safely assume that somebody is using it in production somewhere. And we actually have proof. So that question sort of faded away slowly. But you know, questions that fade away are always replaced by another one. And this is a question that has reached the top charts recently. Will Axon be around in 10 years? I don't know. I mean, who knows? Who knows what's going to happen 10 years from now? The system that you're building, will that be around 10 years from now? Who knows for sure that it will be around? Lucky you. Yeah. <laughs> One. <laughs> One person. The only thing I do know is that Axon was here 10 years ago. So now I know that if you'd asked me that question 10 years ago, I could have said yes, but I probably didn't know. In fact, it's, it's not completely accurate. It's 12.75 years ago. And I know that because I found in the, literally, the archives of Google, I found the initial commit. And it was December 16th, 2009. And the third commit on that same day, and I'm pretty sure something happened before then because it, it's all pretty quick. I can't, I, I mean, I can code a little bit, but I can't do that much in one day, I'm, I'm pretty sure. And there's a very nice, Update there, updated Spring version to 3.0 RC3. Spring 3 came out, but it wasn't yet synchronized to Maven Central. Just to give you a perspective of what time that was, this is when Spring revised their framework to make use of Java 5. Who remembers those days? Who was not happy to see generics and var args introduced? <laughs> I wasn't expecting that. Maybe you're not interested. Uh, never mind. Let's not start the generics <laughs> discussion, right? We only have an hour and 15 minutes. So for those not really into spring, um, that's what an iPhone looked like back in those days. And yes, all the ladies was in the top charts of music. Um, and I got a feeling. Remember that one? Oh, that was your cue, right? <laughs> all right, a little, let's get back to, to more serious notes. Literature. 
So there's a, there's a couple of books that came out, and some, some mention Axon a bit more than others. Uh, Cloud Native Java by Josh Long has a, an entire chapter on, on, on CQRS and event sourcing, and, and that was already in 2017. Right? That was pretty, pretty old. Um, then there's a practical, micro, uh, practical microservices architectural patterns that dedicates a, a chapter to Axon. And then there's our, uh, well, by now, our own VJ, who unfortunately was unable to, uh, to join us, who wrote a book there as well. And a few months ago, I got an email from, um, from, from Premanant Chandraskaran, if I pronounce that correctly. Um, and he said, yeah, the, the book that I told you about is coming out. Would you like to write a foreword? And I was like, the book that you told me about? Completely forgot about that. And apparently, it was a two-year journey. So that email he sent me two years ago was, hey, can you, I'm, I'm going to write a book. Would you like to help me? And if you've seen the State and the Future talks of previous versions, you'll know that I will not write a book. Right? I promised to not write a book. <clears throat> um, but word has reached my ear that around 2023, APRESS, don't ask me how I know, but APRESS is working on a book that is about Axon. And not because we forced APRESS to do so, but they reached out to us and asked, you know, hey, we see this is a hot topic. Can you please write a book about it? So keep an eye out on the, on the letterbox or wherever, and, uh, and let's see what happens. Now, I don't want to just talk about the state of you know, what we're doing, but I also want to talk a bit about the, the state of event sourcing in general. And event sourcing is interesting in the British sense of the word interesting. Um, it's a very hot topic. I mean, we can't deny that. There's a lot of talking about it. Um, it's also a very powerful concept, as we saw in the keynote, right? There's a lot of stuff that you can do with it when you do it right. Unfortunately, there's also massive overcomplication and massive misunderstanding of the entire concept. And we recognize that in, in different shapes and forms and how people use the term event sourcing. So if there's an event or if there's asynchronous communication in general, they love to throw in the event sourcing card. So we, we found a few <coughs> useful, let's, say, let's call them interesting, resources. Uh, and um, fortunately, I was able to find all the sources so that now there's actual proof of where this, uh, this comes from. Uh, so AWS, of course, if you want to do event sourcing, uh, AWS find a way to lock you in into their platform. The only thing you need to do is order, I don't know how many services, and this is just a simplified picture of it. But it can be done. So you can also use Kafka Streams and Kafka for event sourcing. The only thing you need to do is really take care of the fact, and that's a little bit of tuning, that there's only one event underway in that loop at the same time. And how to do that is really up to you, but you can do it. Oh yeah, of course, Google has to chip in as well. So they also have a page where you can really read on. If you want to do event sourcing and you really want to lock yourself into Google, then uh, you can do that with Google Cloud Spanner. Um, I don't know why, but I guess that's a service that needs a bit of push. And you only need to basically implement that. Yeah, and there's a replayer. And make sure to do that right, because as you heard from Michiel, you don't want to do a replay of everything, right? So you probably don't get away with a single replayer. Just build a couple of them just to be sure. All right, enough sarcasm, right? But when you do it right, it doesn't have to be difficult. Or at least that's what we hope to achieve, right? To make it simpler. We want to get to the value of it without going through all that complexity and that pain 
that we tend to inflict on ourselves as, as engineers. The only thing you need to do is be event-driven, right? Not do it, not download tech stack and just install it. You don't apt get event-drivenness, right? You, you, you are it, and it goes through all the, all the veins. And, and being event-driven is not just about tools. It's about tools, techniques, and practices. Now, some of you may know, may know us as a company for the tools that we create, but we, we realize and trust us, we know that it's not just the tools. And what we've been doing lately is we've set up a solutions architecture team. And this is a team of people that have worked on, on uh, more larger and smaller um, uh, event sourcing projects, and they know the pain, right? They know the, all the aspects in the how to approach the design and how to approach the testing and how to approach all sorts of things. And they can help out. And there was a joke just waiting to happen there. Um, but I decided not to because in the tune of the A-team, it says, if nobody else can help and if you can find them, then maybe the A-team will help. Well, this team is just always there for you. You don't have to go find them. They're just there. If you need them, just let us know and they'll be there. And they will not maybe help. They'll just help. But we don't have the capacity or the desire, to be really honest, to help you out with every nitty-gritty detail of the project. Right? We like to be on the sidelines, we like to coach, we like to help and guide you and point you at different resources that you can use. But sometimes you just want more help. Right? You want people to, to be with you during your project. And for that, we have, we've set up a partnership uh, program. And there's already quite a few partners that we've onboarded to, uh, to help us out in those, uh, in those journeys. And they come in different shapes and forms. Some of those are consulting and implementation partners. They can help out on projects. Some of them are training partners. Others are technology partners, which means that they have technology that is very much related to what we do, and we integrate everything nicely. And we've been also working on setting up our developer experience team. Because in the end, it is about people finding the right resources to help them. And that resource should not always be the phone, or email, or whatever way you wish to communicate to us. Sometimes you just want to browse the web, put in a magic question, and end up on typically Stack Overflow to provide you with an answer that you can then copy-paste and move on with your project. So we're setting up this team to, uh, to make sure that whenever you Google something, that you end up on one of the pages that has an explanation. And I'm not going to tell you all about it, but um, I will ask uh, Milan to, uh, to join me on stage. Milena is our, uh, our head of developer experience, and he will give you a small run-through of the things that we've done in the past two years to make you find us. Thank you. So anyway, I was just going to shout out to our marketing team who did the uh, website and point you to the place of it for design, especially designed for developers, and that's our developer portal, and I certainly hope you've seen it and you've been there. Uh, and one thing that we took into account when we were designing this was to start providing some experience, and I'll point back on that a little more uh, later, uh, about people who are relatively new to the technology. Because we've been paying a lot of attention to developers who already are familiar with the concepts, but like the getting started part wasn't really that nice. So we actually 
introduce the first thing, which is start now. And it introduces an interactive um, screen, an interactive platform where you could basically run an, a demo applic a demo axonic application, which is our gift card demo, right in your browser. It just you know, run the Axon server in the container, and then you can just open it there, and then you can open an IDE and then just see the code in your browser, and then you can just run your application, and all that you can do without having to install anything. You can just, you know, browse a page. So that is the type of experience that we want to bring people to. The other stuff that you will find on the developer portal is obviously the, the information about the core concepts that everything that we do is based on, which is like domain-driven design, event sourcing, CQRS, and microservices, and you name it. And obviously, there's going to be there is a page for uh, our product. So if you want to just figure out what an Axon framework is or what an Axon server is, you just go to the, the right place. And then, then we have the blocks. So once in a while, we actually write down some interesting things. You can see the latest articles by some of my colleagues. And those are in those pages. There are also uh, tags. So if you look into the page for a specific product or technology, you can see the blogs that are related to that particular technology or that particular product. Um, but it's not only blogs. We also have videos. So one thing that we realize is we do a lot of these talks. Uh, we do conferences. We do all kinds of things. And uh, unless you know where to find those, it's, it's really hard. You just have to know which is the YouTube channel or you know count on Google to find it for you. So we put it all together. You can filter by ear, by language, uh, by uh, what technology it refers to and whatnot. What I really want you to notice here is the community tab. So if you go to the community tab, you will see videos that are not recorded by any of the Axon employees. Those are not by us. Those are videos, tutorials, presentations by community members, by people like you who have done a project, who know something, and they decided to share it with the world. And the reason I'm showing you this is to encourage you to do this. If you have a resource that, that you have published, whether that's a video or a blog or something, reach out. Tell us about it. We'll put it here. We'll, we'll make sure that the world knows about your experience. So at the end of the day, it's helping each other. That's what a community is. That's what developer experience uh, that, uh, that we want to have is. We don't just want it to be the ones going on the stage telling you how to do things. We really want to build up a community of people that are helping each other achieve better results. Right? So if there is anything you want to share, do not, do not hesitate. But learning, it's more than just you know, blogs and tutorials and videos. Uh, it, it, it requires you to uh, sometimes uh, to, to have a structured approach. And that's one other thing that we worked on. It's called Exonic Academy. And for some reason, this guy always pops up on every picture. I don't know why. Um, uh, but yeah, it's, uh, it's called Axonic Academy, and it's a specially e uh, designed e-learning platform to learn everything about the core concepts, but also the products. Um, it currently uh, has two free courses, and we're working on more courses which are not free, 
but we have these bundles. Uh, so we, you can either purchase like, a bundle that is mostly towards Axon Framework, another one that's mostly towards Axon Server, or a bundle that contains all the courses. And the thing is, we're still working on the courses. Not all of them are ready. So good news about, like, that's the bad news. The good news is, while we are working on this, you get a 50% discount of all those prices. So it's really an, uh, an opportunity to buy early. Uh, if you if you really want to learn, this is how it looks like. For those of you who haven't seen it, uh, it's pretty much a uh, video uh, tutorials. Uh, those are uh, uh, typically uh, provided by one of the lead engineers. Like Steven is doing a lot of these uh, courses for the um, Axon framework, and Bert is doing some for the uh, Axon server. So it's not a random people who know, know things. It's, it's the people that actually work on the product that try to teach you how to, how to use them. And we have exams, so we actually can give you a certificate at the end of the day that you've concluded, uh, completed the course, passed the exam. So, um, yeah, so you can brag about it. You can be a certified Exonic developer. No, just kidding. Um, uh, just to give you a little bit of a stats, um, so those are how, uh, like, we do have about uh, two 2,000 students on the introduction course and about 1,000 on the CQRS and event sourcing course and more coming on, on the other courses. But the number one resource for developers to learn is technical documentation. And when we say technical documentation, you probably know that well, right? Um, now, that is actually uh, what we refer to as a so many different names. It's the reference docs, it's the, the, the official docs, it's the tutorials, it's pretty much everything. And as much as it provides a lot of information, and I know a lot of you are using it heavily, we're not really happy with just having one thing to serve all the purposes, especially because it does not differentiate between people who are just starting and want to know the basics versus people who already been using the technology and they have hard questions and need to quickly find answers. So there's quite a lot of room to improve this. And we are actually currently working on a new approach for documentation, and that's just a prototype. Um, so that was about the technical documentation, and on that list, there's also another important part that uh, I would like to highlight, and that's the online communication platform, and we do have one. How many of you have accounts on the Discuss platform? We really, as Alar mentioned earlier, we want you to help uh, we want to help you a lot, uh, but it's, it's a limited capacity. And that platform is a place where we can interact. We all can interact. We all can help each other. Uh, all the questions are stored there. They're searchable later on uh, and, and whatnot. So we talk a lot about all the online stuff, right? Uh, you know, do this online, do that online. But that's not everything we do in the developer experience team. Uh, we actually do other things. Like we go to events and do presentations and talks and, uh, uh, and we talk to people and we try to get the feedback of the people who are using or, or looking to use these types of technologies into what we, um, uh, what should we implement, how we should do things. Uh, and just I, last night we were going through the slides and we realized they're 
you know, um, marks missing on that map because we've done more than what actually I'm showing you here, but didn't have time to update it. So it's been quite of a quite of a intense um, uh, period of time for going to different events. So if you know of event in your area or someplace uh, that we should be uh, at, uh, let's, let us know and uh, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll investigate. Uh, one thing that we did that's not on the map is uh, what we call the Spain Jug Tour this year. And uh, I think David is also somewhere here in the room. Oh, here you go with the camera. Uh, he was kind of the, um, the, the mastermind behind that. So we managed to go to several Java user groups in Spain and do talks and have actually very nice conversations with those folks. And we are open to do more of those. Just reach out, tell us what your needs are, and let's discuss. Um, the, the, the reason we do this is not only promotional, but also, as I said, it gives us the opportunity to have a conversation like we hope to have with you here these days uh, that sparkles new ideas, that gives us uh, uh, you know, insights about how do you use things, what do you use, why, and what you would want to see. And this results in, in things in the actual products. So you may have noticed that in the, couple of, the last couple of years, the things that have appeared uh, the Accent Bomb, or for Accent Initializer, or the recently added support for the Jakarta namespaces, those were things that came out of the community. People had a need for those, and we did implement them. And we are working on working or thinking or experimenting with other things that are also coming from the community, like a CDA support, or support for Quarkus, or Micronaut, or whatever else new frameworks and technologies are there. So that's pretty much all driven by your interest in the product. And we are seriously considering this, so I want to encourage you one more time, talk to us, in, uh, you know, involve in the conversation, tell us what you think, and uh, we'll, we'll consider it. And then, it will make it in the product occasionally. But more on that, I guess, Alert and others will tell. Thank you. I hope you liked the first part of this presentation. Please join me next time as Allard explains about our newest product, Axon Synapse, and Sarah Pellegrini talks about Axon Server and its new release and what's to come uh, next year, as well as Steven Van Balen, uh, who will be discussing uh, Axon Framework's newest version, as well as uh, a glimpse of what's to come on our new, uh, next version next year. I hope you enjoyed this portion of the talk. Please join me next time for the second part of it. Until then, have a great day and happy coding. Bye.